Hi everyone, welcome to Rural Radio, coming to you from beautiful British Columbia, from the studios here at the BC Rural Center. I'm your host, Randy Morse. I'm very happy you're able to join me for this podcast. You know, this podcast is made possible, obviously, through the advent of new and emerging network technologies, also known as the web. In the old days, certainly when some of us were children, there wasn't even television. The way we communicated with one another, or at least the way we learned about the world around us, was through the miracle that was radio. Well, fast forward to 2016, 2017, it's now possible to create new age radio stations that stream live over the internet. The costs of programming come way down, and this affords small, remote, rural communities with an amazing opportunity for the first time to start allowing their citizens, their residents, their businesses, their, their artists, their singer-songwriters, their writers, their NGOs, to tell their own stories, to share their creativity, their ideas, their concerns, and their hopes with one another and, dare I say it, the outside world. So, with that in mind, I got on the phone today and had a chat with a very interesting guy. He's an old radio guy from Penticton, who, as you'll hear, has moved to Cranbrook, and he's creating a new radio station from the ashes, if you will, of the old. Listen in. Here's a very interesting conversation with Dennis Walker. Dennis Walker, how's it going? Not too bad, Randy. Thank you. So I'm speaking to you from Caslow, and as I look out at the cloud-shrouded Purcells and look sort of southeast, if I had x-ray vision, I could see you way over in Cranbrook. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, you sure could, and you're probably sharing about the same sky I am today too, Randy. Yeah. Well, it's fall in, uh, in the Kootenays, right? Yeah, and it's beautiful here too. Yeah, we've got the colors going, and we're settling into autumn, yeah, absolutely. Terrific. Dennis, let's talk radio. And in specifics, let's talk community radio. I'd love to hear the background, the backstory, if you will, that saw you move to Cranbrook, if I have this straight, from Penticton. Is that right? Yeah, and that's I understand correct. that it's quite an interesting radio esque saga. So <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah, well, it sure is. I worked for a privately owned company. There was only three family-owned radio stations left in Canada. And the one that I worked at in Penticton, which was 100.7 Giant FM, or Great Valleys Radio officially, um, the father, Ralph Robinson, who was a longtime broadcaster in B.C., he died, and the boys took over, and they weren't in love with the business, and that's fair enough. Not everybody likes the industry. So... They sold, and we were bought out by the new cap group out of Halifax. And basically, the day they took over, they fired everybody. So I, I went home the <laughs> same day and, uh, and built a station in my kitchen, an Internet station. I love it. Okay, so let's, let's zero in on that. As you probably know, I have, a, I have a bias when it comes to media. And the bias goes something like this. We live in a huge country, and a lot of us live in in small, remote, rural places. Now, Cranbrook is is not really small, 
or remote when compared with the place I'm talking to you from today, Caslow, population 1,000, but certainly even Cranbrook compared with a Winnipeg or an Edmonton or a Toronto or Vancouver is seen as remote and small. Um, and we also live in a country where the media is hugely dominated by a handful of players. Witness what happened to your old station in Penticton. The net result is, in my view, most of us who live in rural Canada are vastly underserved by media. I almost said our media, but there is really no our media. It's their media. So when I hear that someone like you has rolled up his digital sleeves and is creating a new locally focused station, in this case, an internet radio station, I'm really interested. So with that interruption, let's go back to your story. You're at your kitchen table in Penticton the day after you're fired by the conglomerate. You decide to create your own web-based station. How did that go? Well, it was a struggle for me because I'm not that good technically. But as time went along, the company that bought us, NewCap, they they kept our broadcast engineer for about three weeks, probably just long enough to find out where all the mechanics were and how to work things. And the day they let him go, he phoned me and he said, I've got something you might want. <laughs> and it was him. So, um, huh. so yeah, so Harry comes over to the house, gets me gets me hooked up, and the first thing we started doing was lost dogs and cats, mares reports. These are the things that these big companies don't do because, they're, number one, they're, they're not there. So they think that's hokey radio. If right. you lose a dog or a cat in Caslow, I'll bet you on your show, if you say the name of the dog, more than half the people in your community will know. There is a need for that. It's not hokey radio. And that's where the needs are different. I'm sure you're not going to buy a traffic chopper for your show in Caslow because you don't need it. So this is where you're talking to someone in Toronto programming a station, and you're talking about serving rural. And you're absolutely right what you said leading into this conversation. The needs are different. And lost dogs and cats are a big deal. Buy and sell shows are important. And that's exactly, I believe exactly in what you're saying on that. But anyway, that's what we did. We took what we were doing at Giant FM and put it on the Internet because the other guys are playing nine in a row and saying their name three times an hour and saying how great their station is. And the jingle package is worth more than all everything I own. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, it's true though. And that's no, 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 is. I'm sure you're right. And then, they, you know, the, of course, the, jing, the their, their jingle package all tells you how great the station is. And, Randy, you'll like this. Do you know what happened the very day after we got let go? And anybody listening, if you remember back to 2012, April 27th, there was a flood at Chute Lake, which is near Naramata. And Naramata probably has about the same amount of people as Caslow. There was a flood there. And the regional district directors guess what the first thing they used to do when that these things would happen they they would expect our station to be there and i always did that we would have went out there whether it was our day off anything like that and you know what the new the new station was doing that came in bragging about exactly what i said they were they were talking about we're going to play five thousand songs in a row to get you ready for the new hosts that we're bringing in again which weren't local either well you know when your house is flooding People don't want to hear nine in a row, and, and that's. But isn't that ironic? The very no day kidding. they took over, and if and I know if I would have been there, 
we would have been out covering that. We would have shut down all the programming to focus on what was happening there. But, you know, an operator in Halifax, they wouldn't have, you know, they probably don't know where it is to start with. And I'm not being cynical. It's true. They probably didn't. But it's part of their little plan. And, again, that's the other thing that a, a small town station can do. They can shift gears quickly. And you, even to do a commercial of these stations, now they want three days' warning. I was advertising on mine to this day. I want three minutes. If you want to yeah, change your exactly. ad. exactly. So anyway, if, yeah, we're, we're we're certainly on the same page, and I'm preaching to the choir with you, but that, you're right. The rural radio is very important. Yes, of course. So, okay, so you started this initiative in Penticton, and you're talking to me today from Cranbrook. Uh, what <laughs> yeah. happened? Global Television did a feature on this guy doing a radio station out of his kitchen. And uh, between the time Global came, the local soccer club came in to do their weekly report, which is run by the Portuguese community there. The Portuguese this is in, in Penticton, right? Yeah. Okay. So they come in, and the leader of the, the soccer club says, you can't keep working out of your kitchen. I said, I said well, that's where it's going to happen from. They built me a studio. This is community again. So anyway, so Global wow. TV comes. Yeah, they do a feature on, on me doing this radio show. Dennis started in his kitchen. Now he's in, his, his, uh, he's in the soccer club. And the owner of this radio station, I'm out now in Cranbrook, he's based out of Lethbridge Medicine Hat. He's watching this, and he says, can I come see what you're doing? I said, sure. <laughs> so he, I guess he flies to Penticton, whatever. He comes in, walks in. Here's this guy doing a radio show in the corner of a soccer club. And uh, I get a call about two weeks later, and I knew I knew he was impressed with what I was doing. He said, if you come do our morning show in Cranbrook, you can keep this thing going. So exactly what happened. That's exactly wow, what happened. Wow, cool. Yep. Yeah, it was a quick decision. My, my wife is a nurse. It was very emotional. I was in Penticton for, you know, 27 years. Never phoned in sick a day either, you know, I mean... If people think oh, maybe they let them go because of this and that and this and that, you can ask anybody the hours I worked. I was uh, I was Penticton's Man of the Year in 2003. I last year I was the South Okanagan's most popular radio personality. I haven't been there for a year, and I, I'm not saying it's boasting. <laughs> That's I, I'm, I'm hilarious. Not, I love no, it. I'm, I, I'm not I'm not boasting though. I'm saying it to get the point across that again they're not in touch. These big companies are not, they don't even know what's happening there. They get me back to MC the Elvis Festival. I'm going back to host a telethon on November the 20th for the OSNS Child Development Center. They've got three radio stations there. Why wouldn't they grab a host from there? Wow. So, okay, so let, let me get this straight, Dennis. So now you and your wife have moved to Cranbrook. You're doing the morning show for a station in Cranbrook. So that's over traditional, regular broadcast radio. And you're also carrying on with South Okanagan Country Internet Radio. Is that right? Have I got yes, that right? You sure do. We're wow. not we're not up and running yet. And uh, interestingly enough, I met a retired broadcast engineer here that's been just a godsend. And here's a tie-in for you. He brings a car show to Caslow every year. The British Car Club. That oh, sure. I know those guys. Well, I don't know them, but uh, that show was fantastic. Yeah, right behind the Caslow Hotel overlooking Kootenay Lake. It's fantastic. Well, that's exactly who the, the gentleman who heads that up for you guys. He's the guy doing this for me. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, so um, I'll be I'll have this little studio built. I'm ho hoping we're on the air before the end of the year. I mean, I, I have to be dedicated to what I'm doing 
where you know where I'm working now. So of course, we, sure. Yeah. So on Mondays we dedicate two hours to to building the studio and trying to get it together. And uh, yeah. So and then we'll pick up again where we left off. We're gonna we'll be pumping a lot of information back to Penticton because they're not they're not getting it there. But I think my bigger vision will be I'll I'll do like a breakdown for Cranbrook, Penticton, East Kootenay, South Okanagan. And exactly what you said earlier, it's going to be the Wasses, the Tata Creeks, the Skookumshucks at this end, and the Karameasuses and the uh, the Headleys and Olala and the little areas over there that, right. of course, we, I want the feedback from them. And we had a strong following in the United States, too, because, the, you know, let's face it, we're not that far from the border. And uh, they're pretty much in the same position we are. These big companies buy them and you know, pump it in from Seattle. Yeah, or no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if you found this, but I've discovered that there's even, picking up on what you just said about some listeners south of the border, there's a hunger even further afield for precisely that small-town, rural type of news that so many urbanites seem to poo-poo. I, I've actually gotten fan mail for the weekly show that I do on Kootenai Co-op Radio, and then publish as a podcast. As a result of that podcast, so it's published online, I've gotten fan mail from as far afield as Windhoek, Namibia. People writing in, telling me that they they love listening to a show that's that's grassroots, that's about ordinary human sorts of things that that we all encounter and experience when we live in rural areas. I even got a note from a guy named Izzy Smith, who's the National Director of Programming for National Public Radio in the U.S., uh, writing, saying, hey, I've just listened to your show. This is exactly the kind of community programming I wish we had in Washington, D.C. Keep up the good work. So, you know, it's, it's almost ironic, but it seems as though as our country as our province as the world becomes more and more urbanized and crowded and stressful and centralized. The value of rural life actually increases. And so I really think that the kind of work that you've been doing, that you're you're doing now and you're poised to do more of, is hugely important, not only to folks living in your vicinity, but further afield. So on that note, I've got an idea, Dennis. Why don't we form a seat of the pants the way rural people do, you know, like an old barn raising. The neighbors get together, and in a day, their next-door neighbors got a new barn up, and everyone has a potluck and a glass of wine, and the job is done. We should set up an ad hoc rural BC uh, digital radio network. Why not? Absolutely. And share programming back and forth and have a little fun and start connecting our communities. I know for a fact there are a whole whack of people who live in your neck of the Kootenays who've never been to Caswell. Right. And you're right. And I've got a great connection for you because the president of the BC Fruit Growers Association, we're talking agriculture and rural, Fred Steele was a radio broadcaster at one time. Oh, no kidding. And he has been to my studio in Penticton and just taken pictures and trying to wrap his head around getting on the Internet. And uh, 
he he's basically said what you did. He said we could have a little network, and that way we could we could put out what we want to. The other thing too, Randy, is the kids are taught out of broadcasting school now. Basically, if it bleeds, it leads. And you'll see when we get mm-hmm. up and running on Soul Country, a news story doesn't have to be something that's hard hitting and hurtful. And I'm not I'm not trying to get ratings that way. So my, my my lead stories are often not even close to what is considered a lead story somewhere else. Right. And people find it comforting. And even on an emergency situation, we were just talking about flooding at Chute Lake near Naramata, but when we would lead with our fire coverage, because uh, 1994, that Garnet fire in Penticton, um, we would lead totally different than what we were hearing across the street because we were, we'd come on there and we would try and comfort people and and not make it worse, not you know not get on there. Oh, it's that is burning toward this area. You got to right. Totally, we toned we toned it down much the other way to be of help and to, to you know to make people feel at ease. And that's not what's happening either. So aside from rural urban. I, tone too i don't i don't think radio has to be that way i'm anxious for you to hear what we do every day i really am i'm looking forward to it and i couldn't agree more uh with what you just said it's the difference between really stoking and and furthering fear as opposed to inspiring and consoling and there's way too much of the former and way too little of the latter so Hurry up and plug that sucker in and start podcasting. Let's go. <laughs> I sure will. And th- thank you for your interest. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Oh, Dennis, uh, me too. I'm uh, looking forward to meeting you. I'm looking forward to hearing the new South Okanagan Country Internet Radio. And uh, let's definitely get together with Mr. Steele, and I can scrape together some other folks over on this side of Kootenai Lake would be very interested in getting together and talking about an ad hoc rural D.C. Internet radio network. I think that sounds like a plan. Thank you, and we can have that barn raising in a pool. We'll meet you in Ainsworth. How's that? We'll <laughs> You're on. Let's that way make my, it happen. my wife will want to come around, too. So uh, Let's yeah. do it. Sometime after Christmas. It's, it's wonderful to be there on a nice snowy winter night with those warm, healing waters bubbling all around you. Let's make that happen. Very good. Thank you. I've enjoyed talking with you, and I'll support you any way I can. Thanks. Dennis Walker, a pleasure talking to you. Take care, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Randy. Well, there you have it, folks, a chat with Dennis Walker. Radio gone all 21st century and distinctly rural. Stay tuned for more information as the news breaks. Thanks a lot for joining us for today's podcast, coming to you courtesy of the BC Rural Center. If you'd like to know more about this subject or, in general, about what's going on in the rural world and specifically here in beautiful British Columbia, please visit our website at www.bcruralcenter.com. We'd love you to drop by and we'd love even more to hear from you. So until next time, this is your host, Randy Moore, saying happy trails until we meet again.